Radio Today with Megan and Bray. Welcome back. You're listening to Radio Today with Megan and Bray. And on this week's episode, Dan Ancy leaves CFM to join Triple M Brisbane. Spotify brings call-to-call action to Australia. Triple J's DIY supergroup is announced. Podcasts of the week. Plus, we'll be talking to Dan and Christy from Hobart. And, of course, Song of the Week, straight off the RCS Airplay chart. Dan Ancy has left CFM and joined Triple M in Brisbane. Yep, Dan's pulled the pin, he's jumped ship, and he's gone from CFM to Brisbane Triple M. So he's waving goodbye to the Gold Coast, telling him farewell, and he's moving back home to Brisbane with his young family to join the Triple M Brisbane team as an anchor on The Breakfast with Marto and Margot. Dan's been co-hosting CFM's 90.9 Breakfast on the Gold Coast with Bianca Dye and Ben Hunnett for six years, and prior to that held roles with The Fox in Melbourne and a regular TV and event host. But recently, he has announced he'll move back to his beloved Brisbane and call the Triple M studio his new home from 5.30am and he just started this past Monday. Triple M Brisbane content director Jimmy Angel says Ancy joining breakfast was a no-brainer. We searched the whole country to find the perfect Triple M Brisbane breakfast anchor and it turned out he was sitting right down the road on the Goldie the whole time. So congrats to Dan and good luck in the future. Now, Spotify has brought call-to-action advertising cards to Australia. So, what does this mean to us? So, Spotify has kicked off the call-to-action cards in Australia, along with the UK and Canada, uh, which helps advertisers connect with podcast listeners via screen advertisement bubbles. So, it was actually launched in the US in January, and after a little bit of trialing, they've rolled it out over here. And basically, it's just a little bubble that's going to pop up on the screen when you listen to your favorite podcasts and uh, advertise for particular things. So, I guess it's been a long time coming that we've seen a lot more ads on Spotify. So, that's basically the simple version uh, of what's happening. But however, not everything has gone smoothly uh, with the trial in America after uh, Spotify actually advertised for Wild Turkey on <laughs> on sobriety podcasts. So, that was a bit oh, yeah. of a whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> and the partner in Australia since it's been rolled out is Sportsbet. So, another little dangerous mm. one perhaps. So, but they're here, advertising's here and those are the big dogs. So, uh, it's a great opportunity for Sportsbet as long as brand safety is assured and it doesn't pop up on <laughs> uh, Gamblers Anonymous or anything <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the next big step for Spotify. Now, Triple J's DIY supergroup finalists have been announced. So, Triple J Unearthed has announced their year's finals for the DIY supergroup competition. So, who are the finalists, Bray? So, this year's finalists are Awa Mbay with Bubble Wrap, Besties with Two Bedroom Apartment, Double Drop, Dubs and Rugs, Jack Gray, Wasted on Me, and Stocker with Rodeo. And basically what they did, they got a whole bunch of stems from some international artists and they had to splice their own songs. So the winner will be announced next Monday on Breakfast with Bryce and Ebony. All right, now, one of my favourite segments, Podcasts of the Week. What have you got for us, Bray? 
Podcast of the Week is Sit With Us by Married at First Sight stars Dominica Kalako and Ella May Ding. They've announced that they're going to be launching their own podcast, which will be released on June the 8th. And the pair have promised nothing will be off limits as they discuss relationships, communication, work, and single life. So that'll be a, an interesting one. And I'm sure it will gain a lot of traction as the pair have blown up since Married at First Sight. So something to look forward to. And also something to look forward to is we have Dan and Christy here with us straight from Hobart. Well, congratulations. How do you guys feel about the new gig? Oh, we're stoked. It's literally a dream come true because I started here uh, in the 1920s, I believe it was, Christy. Um, uh, yeah, smoke <laughs> signals and carrier pigeons back then. It was still black and white. It was called the picture radio back then. Um, but, yeah, I started here years ago. I started my uh, career with Kim and Dave. And now I'm back here. So it's come full circle and it is, it is a dream come true for me anyway. And me as well. Like I said, we started the show very recently. We're only seven days old and we did a break about my mum saying I was conceived down here in Tasmania at a place called White Beach. Uh, it was a fun fact we didn't really need, although, you know, it makes the content. But I did always have this kind of feeling that I wanted to come down to Tasmania. And I really, for me personally, my lifestyle, I love I love the country and I love slower living. I'm a mother as well. So the chaos of the city wasn't something that I'm really too, I don't know, I don't, mm. I don't gravitate it toward as much. I had a background in, uh, in, in a provincial marketing radio in Wollongong in the Illawarra and that was big and, and I loved that. But I really enjoy here just the laid back lifestyle and all the things that I just mentioned. But it also being a big uh, place for radio. So it was a great balance of being able to sort of get all those things and to come to this, this network and get with SCA. I really wanted to get with SCA. And meet Dan, my co-host, like when we demoed together, I remember thinking, wow, if he and I get this job as a team, I think that we're going to make great radio. I had the utmost respect for Dan. And so I know it's really cliche, but I just couldn't be happier. How did you guys get teamed up? Like how long have you guys known each other before starting the show? We literally met in our demo, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but I'd watched um, Christy as Kirsty Sutherland on Home and Away my whole life, so it was like I knew her personally. I say that. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I even got the DVD Hearts Divided where her and Kane uh, went off on their liaisons and their honeymoon and stuff like that. So um, it was like I knew her anyway. And as soon as we had the demo, it's like literally the best I've ever sounded, I think, on air. Uh, the all due respect to all my past co-hosts, <laughs> but it, it was like I knew you my whole life, and, and we're so similar in our ways. And so, like, yeah, we've only known each other for a month, but it's like I've known her my whole life. So. Well, I felt like that with Dan too, because mm. we, and it was just the stock standard way of looking at radio today, seeing what was available in the industry, and some managers making phone calls and whatnot to put us together for a demo recommendation after we spoke to. Our program uh, director, uh, Phil. Phil. Phil Bradley. <laughs> I had my for a second. Sweet I know that name. Uh, but I can tell straight away what a great content director he was. And he said to me on the phone, there's a guy, his name's Dan Taylor. He's very big in Tasmania, does a lot of comedy. He's a great radio host. He's done this XX with his career. And Dan messaged me on Instagram before our demo which was going to initially be for a different show. Uh, and we so we jumped down the line together. We were apart when we demoed. I was on the Central Coast at SCA in Gosford and, uh, and Dan and I, I think, had an hour conversation on the phone privately beforehand just to sort of get a feel for each other and, mm. so to speak, uh, and then see what we thought would work. And then we just got there. And I don't know if it worked for us or not, but it was like because mm. we were apart when we demoed, and we did it down the line, we kind of worked that little bit harder sort of really to pay attention to each other. I don't know if that's a thing or maybe mm. it would have been just as great in person, but it happened and then we were playing the waiting game for a long time and we obviously like slid into each other's DMs and we Facebook friended one another. 
but you can't say anything to anyone about it, you know. So we were just messaging each other all the time, bouncing, bouncing back and forth and just trying to say, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? And we just really hoped that as a team that we would get the go-ahead and, and we'd remain a team and be able to do it on air. So how much notice did you guys have to kind of step in? Um, well, it was a tough situation because Jimmy and Nath, um, they've just been upgraded. Uh, they're uh, going to be on nights uh, nationally and they'd started weekends and, and the boys are moving back to Sydney. So we had to keep it hush-hush for a very long time. Even when we turned up at work, you know, like no one knew about it, which was really oh, weird really? situation because we were 12 till 3 for a while, but it was kind of getting us used to the desk and getting used to the market and kind of like travelling around Hobart and getting our, our kind of name out there in a way because no one really knows me down south that well. They know me up north because I was on Chile FM for seven years. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of this weird situation where we couldn't say anything to anyone, but then they're like, oh, Dan and Christy, the guys who were on 12 to 3, and now your new breakfast. Yeah. And, and everyone right. kind of acted surprised. <laughs> I think we had three weeks. Like I lived up mm. what is now in Tasmania, and so I say on the mainland, which so I was about an hour and a half north of Sydney with my own husband and my children, and uh, I think we had three weeks. We were mm. three weeks, and I found out when I had COVID as well, I was just getting over COVID. Uh, and so we had that amount of time to sort of pack up our lives and get down here. Mm-hmm. But obviously when they say this is the time frame, you've got to do it. And like Dan said, it was an interesting way we were told that the tactic would be for us to join uh, the station uh, in a 12 to 3 afternoons capacity. So we didn't infringe on the breakfast show and the audience and the listeners didn't just hear their, their number mm. one breakfast show then go to just these randoms. It's, and the baton was sort of passed on mm. air by Jimmy and Nate, who we were really happy for and they took their great, you know, their, their new jobs doing national nights and, and, and weekend breakfast and stuff like that. So short amount of time, but, hey, you know, you've got to, <laughs> got to go it's where kind the of, kids are doing jobs. It's <laughs> kind of smart that they did that so that the listeners get used to you guys, you know, and mm. then get a feel. So do you feel any pressure taking off after Jimmy and Nate? Well, we, well, we definitely had a lot of pressure from the fans of Jimmy and Nate because we were also fans. So um, that was the hard part of like, oh, God, these guys are incredible. And they always have been. And you kind of knew they were going to step up eventually. And so when they left, it was very emotional for uh, us as well. Like as listeners were like, oh, we're losing two of the best here. And they kind of made themselves Tasmanian because, uh, and not many people know this, but they're from New South Wales. But mm. like they've ingrained themselves on Tasmania so well that people thought they were local and they were annoyed that we were coming in and thought we weren't local they're like oh so no not a the local team then yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> I've <lived here> my <laughs> whole life yeah yeah but, uh, but Jimmy and Nate were very very uh great in like passing the torch and kind of going here's here's the shoes here's the keys to the car here's the scepter the steed here's everything you want and and they kind of passed it on to us really nice and they didn't have to do that but it was a nice situation rather than someone getting fired which is usually what yeah. happens in radio and taking over and everyone getting upset but um the transition's been yeah. great and I think Jimmy and Nate as well, from a professional point of view, they um, like they know that Dan has worked in radio for a very long time. They know that I have, you know, experience in radio and, and all the things that we've collectively done. So there was a lovely, like Dan said, you know, that there was a great thing of our oh, big shoes to fill, but but they also were excited for us and what we were going to bring to, to our version of the new breakfast show. So it really was a dream way to be able to navigate that and to come from a situation where you know, you don't often get that. Someone has been fired, like Dan said, or generally speaking, you are replacing someone, which is, you know, and it takes the listener, as we know, a while to get used to used to a new sound and incorporating new people. But because we got to have that baton pass and um and be on air initially, I think I think it was a very smart way of our program director field to get us on air and, and get us in the market. 
Yeah, probably the ideal scenario. Yeah. Well, we'll see soon, won't we? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. It's just like a routine adjustment, I suppose, isn't it? People Mm. have got their style going and their routine through the day and then it gets disrupted and then it settles. Uh, Mm. The natural progression of life, you might say. Mm. So the lads loved a bit of a stunt. Do you guys have many in the works, many big ones to kind of break the ice? I've, I've had so many ideas uh, so far, and they uh, usually get like a weird look. Um, at <laughs> we, we do have some ideas. Uh, one, one of them we'll probably do in the next two weeks, which may be involved going to the mainland, which we Ooh. can't say too much. Ground upon, ground upon. No I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, yeah that, that, that's a good one. And it's, it's weird because we can't just say just yet. But I think as well we do. Like so, for instance, Jimmy and Nathan are a lot physically fitter than us. Like we're not going to deny that they're doing mountains and doing <laughs> yeah. those incredible things, you know. Uh, so That's we <laughs> we do want to do all those things, but um, but also put sort of a new flavor on it too, if you will, and make it and make it our version. And Dan and I are both parents too, so I think uh, with that in mind, there might be different sort of approaches, things that we can do that are on the same magnitude, but but a little bit different. Mm. However, having said all of that. The good thing about Dan and I, just like Jimmy Nath, is we are really always up for anything. Like what's mm. going to service the listeners? What's going to make great content? What's going to challenge us as, as broadcasters as well? So I can tell you off the top of my tongue. Oh, not from my tongue. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of radio, if anyone said to Dan or I, any challenge really, would you do it? There's probably nothing that he and I would say mm. no to and not be up for. Except like midnight the swim out in the Tassie waters. <laughs> Maybe apart from that. Yeah, here's a solstice. The nude swim, uh, yeah. maybe not. As long as we can stay in the studio mm. and we're comfortable with it. <laughs> You've come from the Central Coast, uh, Christy. So is your husband still up there at Triple M? Yeah, my husband works at Triple M with SCA. Uh, he got with the network first, and uh, we had been at a different radio station together before that. We worked at I-98, which is the number one radio station in the Illawarra. So that was a great market. That's where we met. And then life just sort of took us on a bit of a journey. But now it's nice to have a partner who works in radio as well. He's done radio mm. for such a long time. Um, and he listens to us every morning too, which is very sweet. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. nice. You should be listening to Patty and Rob in the morning yeah. on 2GO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's one. He does listen to them as well. So I don't know how he does both. He's probably got the listener app happening. That he's, I don't know. He's a radio genius. So mm. He's all across everything. But uh yeah, he's at um at Triple M on the Central Coast, and but and from what he tells me, he loves it there, and it's a great supportive environment, just like it is here too. So SEA have been an amazing network to 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 work for for sure. Do you reckon you'll start your podcast um recording again, or do you reckon it'll be too hard? My podcast, yeah, with yeah. your husband. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. That's <laughs> some people love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are. So we started Talk 30 to me because I really wanted to do with him because I rate him as such a great broadcaster and obviously we know each other very well. So, yeah, it did get put on the back burner just a bit with when we moved and when he restarted his show. But I've been asked that a few times, will you get back into doing eps of Talk 30 to me? And I definitely want to. I really want to keep that conversation going. I love working with him. I think that we're a good team. So it, it has been sort of put in the back burner just because life gets in the way. But the good thing about yeah. podcasts, as we know, is uh, is they can just have such a great life if we keep putting time and effort into them. So yeah. Uh, yeah. long answer. Yes, thank you for the I want to make another episode. <laughs> I want to make another season and I'd love to have you guys as guests on the show too. Yeah, oh, I'm not, I'm I'll not be happy. Yet, but. <laughs> I can tell you about being quarter life. 
25. Okay, I love it. I'll tell you what to expect <laughs> when you hit it. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. <laughs> that's, that's the scary thing about it. That's what everyone says. You never hear an older person be like, I'm so glad I'm getting older. I'm so glad. <laughs> Everything's so much greater now. Everyone's like, God, I wish I was you again. Yeah. Well, you no, know what? Isn't 30 the new 20? Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think life begins at 30. I, I started getting hitting my stride like just now. It's taken me 20 mm. years to get here. Um, and, and no one sees those struggles as well because, mm. like, it, it's so hard as a young person to get into radio and to break in and to get your foot in the door and then you have heartbreaks all the time. Like, it's a weird industry and if you're not passionate about it, um, you, you won't get your just desserts eventually. But, mm. like, finally, like, and, and I'm way over 30. <laughs> well, I won't say my age because, geez, they'll find me after I figure it out. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it's weird because, like, you know, Carrie and Tommy, um, they're they're about my age too. So, and I've always looked up to them. But, like, it, it's weird that um, it's taken this long to actually get um, my dream job, which is uh, a strange thing. But I think, yeah, life life gets better. <laughs> it does. And, you know, as you get older, you, you do, you have more stories to tell. And I think that that's really endearing on there, ideally, because you've lived through a lot more things. The mm. great thing that I loved about when I got into my 30s is that you're not doing the big first time things for the first time, if that makes sense. So if you want to get divorced or quit your job and have another one and chase your dreams or you might have your baby, but generally during your 20s, it's the first time you've done those things. Whereas when you get to your 30s, you might have those experiences under your belt. And so if you want to retackle and do a new challenge and, and evolve yourself, it's not as scary as it was. Like it really does make a difference, I think, to your confidence as you get a little bit older. And the irony is like, you know, like you say, it's like, oh, I wish I had known all of this when I was younger and I had, you know, more energy and I was, you know, more sometimes even more tenacity for people because sometimes you do get older and you get a bit more caught up in your own world and you don't have the confidence to go out and, and do the things you want to do. So it's horses for courses, but if I, yeah, I mean, if I could encourage anyone to look forward to ageing, I really do. So, I mean, I often <laughs> do the thing of like not loving telling my age, but um, but I do think that it adds to the broadcasting point of view for sure. And, you know, you, you live and you learn. You look good for 67. Yes. I to say that. Too. You're aging great. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like we do a lot of interviewing people like in the industry and a lot of people say the exact same thing. They're like, you know, it takes a while until you actually hit your goal of what you want in your career so like it's just age is nothing now it's like the older is getting better for us so they I say. think it is all those stumbles and turns that make mm. you a better broadcaster like I've I've went from Hobart to Melbourne to Sydney back to Melbourne and back here and every time I'm, I'm learning it's, it's like yeah. a new canvas every time and you can get better at it and and that is just a proof right there because you listen to yourself at the very start and you're like man I'm green I don't know what I'm doing and like usually I'd be doing a weekend shift and I'd, I'd have a little bit of a hangover and stuff like that I'm like that's <laughs> the stupidest thing in the world what am I doing yeah um, yeah. yeah but you live and you learn and you become better and I feel like there's always stuff you can improve on all right. Well, before we wrap it up, we actually have a new segment and you guys are the first ones to play it. Bray, yes. do you want to take this one away? Yeah, it's just a little bit of a icebreaker, you know, kind of check your style out. And it is literally called check your style out. So, <laughs> 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 so 
we'll just roll through a few questions and you guys just answer it as short uh, mm-hmm. or as long as you like. So we'll just kick it off nice and simple. Since it is a brekkie show you guys are doing now, what is your favourite breakfast? Muesli. Oh, Fruit Loops. <laughs> fruit Loops. <laughs> just <really>? sugar. <laughs> you sound like an 18-year-old. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast. I keep yeah, on missing it every morning. Uh, caffeine. Yeah, coffee, black coffee, long black. Take your own bags to the shops. <laughs> Roll-ups. Dunkaroos. <laughs> <laughs> Woolies or Coles? Woolies. Aldi? Oh! Aldi. Yeah, all right. Aldi. Aldi. Aldi doesn't exist in Tasmania. They don't yeah, have any Tasmania. Are you serious? Does yeah. Aldi have in like Sydney. a Coles radio though? Because no. Coles radio no. is the greatest radio yeah. station of all time. And it makes you want to shop. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love Coles radio when I'm in, in, in Coles. <laughs> it is like St. Elmo's Fire by John Parr. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. What's the longest lie you've ever kept running? You know what? My radio career is a lie. Because I'll tell you what, I blackmailed blackmailed my way into the job to start with. So the last 20 years is a complete lie. And I'm still waiting for that tap on the shoulder and they just go out the back and old yell at me and say, this isn't really a job. That's exactly what they said. I I chatted to a guy that works here, Marles, and Brett Marley's been working in the radio industry for about 40 years. And I went in just to meet him and I said, oh, I'd love a job in radio. And he goes, there's nothing here for you. And I went back to this station. I said, they want me for weekends. You better put me on. <laughs> and they said, no, we want to keep you. And they put me on. Like, And that's the only reason. Wow, why I'm that's on genius. And, you and play it's the all game. the light. Yeah, you've got to play, play the game. game. Oh and that's why and I, I don't know why I did it. I had the biggest balls of a, a 19-year-old ever. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like to just blackmail my way into the industry. <laughs> Uh, my longest lie that I've ever told, that whole thing of like Dan said of pretending that we know what we're doing. What was the movie that you were actually filming recently? Oh, uh, <laughs> I did a film with writer, director, Jason Stevens. He does a lot of podcasting. He's done a lot of commentary for football and things on TV and I think with uh, Channel 9 too. But Jason is a really great writer. He wrote a film called Chasing Comets with Isabel Lucas and Dan Ewing. They start they start in the movie. And then he wrote this really cool film called Finally Me, which is basically, it's like an amalgamation of Bring It On meets uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And it's, in the, it's shot here in Australia but set in America in the 90s, so it was all about cheerleading. So he called me and said, um, like it was just a small part, uh, he said, but it's, I've got a great part because it's set in school with all the teenagers, you know, and unfortunately I'm too old to play mm. teenager now, but I played like the world daggiest, the, the cheerleader coach. And so I read it and I was like, I wouldn't normally ever even think about doing this sort of thing, but I read it. I couldn't stop laughing. And I loved the script as well. And so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in. Let's do it. Uh, and so we shot the movie. Um, shot on film as well, so it's going to look really good. It's already got distribution in the US as well. I, mean, I think we should get Jason on for a chat yeah. about it and just like just also support Australian movies being made. Now yeah, yeah. Throughout COVID, 100%. And that was hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. so everyone had to socially distance on on set. Everyone had to follow the protocol, obviously, of producing a negative test result and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so the movie comes out this year. It should be out, I think, around spring. Uh, and you know, I'm really excited. Like I said, it's a small part, but I don't care about that. Like. I would rather, um, I love when you see movies these days, and you guys will know what I'm talking about, where you might see, not that I'm a big name actor, I don't mean that at all, but you'll see someone pop it up in a film and you'll be like, and they just yeah. do something short and sweet and it's really funny and you're like, oh, my God, like I'm so glad so-and-so was in that movie and it's like it came together. So 
mm-hmm. um, that the film is called Finally Me. And uh, wow, why Jason? What a combination! Like, yeah, my big yeah. fat Greek wedding and bring it yeah. on. Jeez. <laughs> yes, and it's about yeah, imagine that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah young, Melbourne <laughs> stuff. Like. A young Greek girl who is not traditionally, you know, quote unquote gorgeous. She's a bit bigger than the other girl. She's wants to be a cheerleader. She's a young Greek girl, so she's sort of ostracised within the community of what, like, the Beverly Hills 90210 girls look like. Mm. Um, so it's a good message as well, uh, particularly in this day and age. It isn't just, you, you know, your normal kind of boring, this is what the girls look like, this is what they're doing thing. So it's it's also very inclusive. So I like that too. It's a fun way to get a great message out and for people to have fun when they, when they see it. Now, my favourite time of the week, coming straight off the RCS Airplay charts, our song of the week we have chosen is Remember by Becky Hill and David Guetta. over 20 million views on YouTube and over 5,000 live spins. It has been sitting on the chart for 48 weeks. That's huge. And has hit number five on the airplay charts. Thank you so much for joining us this week, your radio and podcast goss, and make sure to check us out same time, same place next week. Bye. Radio Today with Megan and Bray. Find more at radiotoday.com.au. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.